Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. I guess you wondering where we've been to find some sports all around and in. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday. And you know what that means. It's time, once again, for your favorite sports podcast, none other than the Sports Bros Podcast. The boys is back like bad breath in the morning. Hey, shout out to everybody. Um, I hope you enjoy your holidays, all the kids back in school. I hope you're safe. And I just hope the world is a wonderful place. Enough of my incoherent rambling. <laughs> you know, I can't do this by myself. I have two of the best co-hosts in the world. Introducing first, the almighty B-Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? Hey. I say that with such a deep breath because, good Lord, since the last time you heard us, so much has happened. Good Lord, my heart can't take too many more close games. I think the NFL set a record um, for week one, the most games within one possession or three points or something like that. NCAA upset alert should have been upset. We are going to talk about it. I guarantee you that much. And now, since we've got our normal introduction, like it should be, Scott's not wearing a Clemson shirt. Don't you dare do that ever again. That still ain't sit well with me. It's been two weeks, and I still ain't got over it. But go ahead and introduce the other guy on the show. I mean... Got to get him. Got to get him into you know. Oh, be live! It was all love to see you stunningly surprised and confused. That image will live forever in my head. With that being said, I he believe is. with that forehead. See here we go, the forehead. <laughs> you must have been watching Monday Night Raw the other night when Corey didn't take long. Jokes. <laughs> yeah, no, it don't never take long. You ungrateful son of a. Anyways, this is a sports podcast. This is not target practice on Eddie's. I told you once and I tell you again, there's a lot of brains up in the skull. Don't call me the HOC for nothing. All right. And the other guy, he is the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania. He survived 945 hours of scoreless soccer. He is (laughs) the assistant athletic director at the Trinity High School. He is the one, the only. The pride of Washington, Pennsylvania, the money man, Scotty D. Let's get it started. Hey. Let's get it started in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, boys, it is good to see you. I'm glad to be back with you. I am excited to, to talk about what's going on in the sports world today. Um, since the last time I saw you guys, I witnessed the greatest moment in sports history. I'm going to share that with you a little bit later on around pepper time. I'm going to share that. But I witnessed with my own eyes the greatest moment 
in the history of sports. They call that a teaser. But before we get into, into our topics, I'm going to play a quick game with you guys. I didn't tell you I was going to do this. And uh, if you're listening, you can play along. But I want to, I'm going to give you a quick quote. I want to see if you guys can tell me whose quote this is, okay? Uh, here's the quote. I have to believe one and one is three. I can't operate where one and one is two. We all know it is physically, but the three is where you have to go. Now, you have to have optimism to operate on that world and commit and do things when you've got to count on one and one being three. I'm not trying to play games, but that's where the biggest payoffs are is out there for everybody to grab one and one is two. So here you go. First of all, did any of that make any sense to you? I see where they were trying to go with it, but absolutely not. Was this a recreation of Steiner math? Because that's damn sure what it sounds like. <laughs> no, this actually, I'll give you a clue. This was actually someone who owns a very valuable sports franchise. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> a very, <laughs> very valuable one. There's only one person I can think of. <laughs> just, just, just based off of everything that's going on this past weekend, that sounds like the one, the only... The mayor of Jera World, Mr. Jerry Jones. It has to be. De ding, de ding, ding. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Mr. Jones, I award you no points. Hey, God, God, God have mercy on you your soul. All your yeah. soul. <laughs> yeah. Please, please repeat that quote. That, that's, please repeat this was, that. that this was on a radio interview. He was actually asked about optimism. This is before the season starts, before the game. This is the week before uh, the, the big the big Sunday night opener in Dallas, but they were asked if, if he had optimism similar in 22, the way he did back in 21. And he said, I have to believe one and one is three. Uh, I can't operate where one and one is two. We all know it is physically, but the three is where you have to go. And then on and on it goes. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. It just, that just goes to show you the kind of trouble that the Dallas Cowboys franchise is in when that guy right there making that quote, is your decision makers. And I have a lot more to say, but Eddie, put it on a T and let's see what we can do here. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jerry, Arthur, Octavius, Barnwell Jones with his rendition of Steiner <laughs> Map because that didn't make no damn sense. And with that being said, let's hop right into it. The top of the order. All right, let's get this thing started. Here it is. The top of the order. As Scotty D alluded to, there's a lot going on in Dallas, and it is week one, fellas. Oh, my God. It is week one of the NFL season. Um, in case we forgot to tell you, we're recording on Tuesday for Wednesday. Why? Because we want to take all there is in that week one of football. We'll be doing this throughout the regular season onto the playoffs. But with that being said, it's time, fellas, to overreact. Oh, my God, it's time for us to go wild and lose our mind. The question I have for you is, what team of player was so disappointing in week one that you are already eliminating them from Super Bowl contention? It's only one week in. Um, who wants to start first? I'm, I'll go I'll, for. I'll go first. You, you, you want to go ahead, and get go it out of the way? Yeah, let's, let's, I, go ahead. Because he's chomping at the bit. I know. I see his thing because there's there's only one answer, by the way. But Scotty D, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna take that thunder away from. You. That is, I'm gonna allow you 
to opine on the only one, there's one true answer. But I'm going to go with an honorable mention because the one thing this, um, one thing you're not going to do for me this year, I don't care. I don't care you went back to back. I don't care that you've been all done all of these trips and um, put all this um, pharmaceuticals and hallucinogens in your head. I don't care. I do. I do not care this time. I'm sorry. You're not about to spell a five letter word and have me believe it. Nope. No. I'm going to say it ain't happening. I'm not doing it. Green Bay Packers, you are eliminated from Super Bowl contention. Wow. I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm sorry. I can see it in his eyes. He can talk to what well, he can talk to talk on the microphone. Aaron Rodgers does not care. Hmm. And I'm going to pick on him all season. I think he is mentally done. I mm. think I saw I, week one. I know we've got 16 more games to go. He could talk the talk, but it's just one of those things where you just, you can only do but so much. When your leading receiver is Randall Cobb, when it's supposed to be Sammy Watkins, I, I know I got the orange on my chest. I know. But Sammy Watkins has not been one of your premier top receivers in the league. I'm sorry. I got to say it. It just is what it is. And I think when Christian Watson had that ball dropped right into his head, right into his bread basket, I think mm-hmm. that right there took the very heart and soul out of Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He's going to go out there before, but he literally has nothing else to prove. He, he might be... He, only thing he has left to prove is to put another ring on his finger, and I just don't see that happening. So is is all is go big or go home? And right now, after week one, Aaron Rodgers like this is what I got to manage for another seventeen weeks. I'm mm. counting them out right here, right now. <laughs> Green Bay Packers ain't gonna do it. They're not gonna. They already I already didn't pick them to win the division, but man. Their defense looks suspect. That was supposed to be the strong part of their team was their defense, and they could not guard Justin Jefferson. Green Bay Packers looked a hot, hot mess. And again, I say that is my honorable mention because, Scotty D, please, we've been waiting for this. Please let us know who you have eliminated already from Super Bowl contention. The floor is yours. Should I leave it on gallery view? I'm gonna leave it oh, on gallery view. Absolutely. I got to I got to have it. Okay, I'm gonna say this. Aside from the Buffalo Bills, everybody, everybody, <laughs> the whole like- league looked terrible. Everybody. And I can remember 10 years ago at Overtime Sports Cafe on opening day saying, you know, it's opening week's always got some rustiness. They teams always look a little bit off the first week. But it's worse now than ever. If only there was some kind of system where you could maybe play a game <laughs> two or three ahead of time just to knock some of the rust off, just to kind of coordinate things, just to, you know, maybe get in sync a little bit. Because other than the Bills and the Chiefs, it looked like everybody was playing with somebody they'd never played with before. It was 
awful across the board. Yeah, kickers missing easy kicks. Uh, you got quarterbacks looking terrible all over the league. Penalties out. Well, maybe I'm thinking of the Cowboys. I'm thinking of the, the penalty epidemic. But you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there, there's a lot of sloppiness all over. But I'm going to tell you the the what I watched. Maybe what I thought was the most interesting game of the week, and that was the Cincinnati Bengals and Pittsburgh Steelers. And I, I'm telling you, I don't know how Cincinnati, with that coaching staff, got to the Super Bowl last year. With what I saw on Sunday, I was just mind blown. Here you have Joe Burrow, who two years ago, only two years ago, was lost in his rookie year because he was behind a suspect offensive line. And here we are two years later on opening day, he gets sacked seven times, getting crushed, turned it over five times because of the, the pressure and, and some other mistakes, you know, like I said, some of the sloppiness. Um, my, my 74-year-old father, who was two years removed from brain surgery, was calling the plays because it was easy. First down, Joe Mixon's getting it up the middle setting up second long, third and long all day for Cincinnati. Then with three minutes to go in the game, trailing, um, what's my man? Jamar Chase catches a ball, steps out of bounds, and I said, touchdown, because I'm rooting for the Bengals, touchdown. Referee signals out at the one-yard line. They show on replay his foot is on the goal line. Goal line, yeah. Where could where Where could his arm possibly be? His right arm usually is located over his right foot in most cases. So I'm like, oh, review it. It's a touchdown. They don't. So then my dad says, watch this. First down, they're going to hand off the mix and up the middle. And that's exactly what happened. And they got no points on that trip. Now, miraculously, they got the ball back and scored. And to the announcer's credit, I forget who was doing the game. He says, one thing you might want to keep an eye on is they kicked the extra point here with four seconds left is that their long snapper was injured. This is a backup long snapper in the game. And what's he do? He lobs it back, and the extra point is blocked. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I get it. You're not used to being in that position. So we go into overtime. Now, the, the to me, I've already seen plenty of mistakes from the coaching staff. With On third down and goal, or third and six from, like, the eight-yard line, Cincinnati, again, with a minute and a half, has a chance to kick a field goal and win the game. Now, you don't really want to kick the field goal because we've already proven the long snapper situation is bad. But what do they do? They send out the field goal unit on third down. Be live. Why do you send that unit out on third down? You send out um, just in case of a fumble or anything, a missed snap or anything. Should something go wrong with a snap, you have another opportunity. Be live. Let me tell you something. My entire life, since I was a little kid, I've been watching overtime football and seeing teams do this. I have never once ever seen so, seen it happen where they said, oh, we're going to eat the snap and kick it again because we bobbled it. We're going to take I've never seen it. I've seen third down kicks many times. I've never seen it. And on Sunday, the snap came back up over the holder's head, and he placed it down anyway with the laces back. And the kicker, who kicked one from 59 yards earlier in the game, couldn't make one from the 20-yard line, and he shanked one of the worst kicks I've ever wouldn't you emphasize on the sideline if the snap is bad lay down with it we'll try it again on fourth down we'll do it again if ever this was the situation this is this gonna be the first time i've ever seen it be live i've been wanting to see this happen this scenario my entire life and there it was and cincinnati lost the game because they couldn't do it there cincinnati you are out you are not you, you're gonna be lucky if joe burrow plays more than eight games you're out this year uh, uh, because, first of all, you're not beating Buffalo or Kansas City. 
Second of all, you can't coach your way past him because you couldn't beat the Steelers. And the Steelers, you're out because they gave you the ball five extra times and you only won because of a botched extra point. So Pittsburgh, Cincinnati eliminated right off oh, the top. Wow. Uh, you're gonna be sitting you're sitting at home with with the Dallas Cowboys and Cooper Rush, who might be the starting quarterback for the rest of the season, because I have a feeling he could put up more three than three points a game than Dak Prescott couldn't do this past Sunday night. So the Cowboys are eliminated. Um the, the Bengals, uh you're out. Pittsburgh's out. I don't even know if I don't know if anybody um, in the NFC is going to make it to the Super Bowl because I wasn't impressed by anybody in the NFC. It might just it might be the Chiefs and Bills, and they'll say that's enough. So there you go. That's I'm eliminating wow, almost almost everybody. I'm eliminating everybody. It was a, it was a bad a this bad way. The Houston Texans I predicted might not win a game this year, and they they went out and played the Colts, who had a brand new quarterback. They didn't play in preseason either, and they tied they tied. And you know what? Their kicker missed the game-winning field goal. It was an absolutely show on Sunday across the NFL. It was awful. Whew, I've been waiting an extra day to get you get, no, get, get all that out there to you guys. And, 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 it's and cool. I love it. And I love it. And, and, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, Scotty D, we, we got to work on this. We, we've, we've been doing this 171 times. Yeah. When I deliver it to you, when I lay it on the platter for you to take, I want you to give me what I wanted to hear. I didn't want to hear about the Bengals and the uh, um, Steelers. That was a good point. Okay. It was a good point. And because we've been waiting for this rant, but now I guess because you've taken up so much time already, Eddie Cool is your chance to answer what the actual answer is supposed to be and who is eliminated from the Super Bowl right now. Eddie Cool, here's your chance. The, what that- do you have? The Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. We, we, there was, I said them. I said them. I eliminated no, we them. Were, we wanted a rant. We wanted a Scotty D money man rant about the Cowboys. That's the only reason why I showed up. The I, tank's I, I not empty. The tank is not empty. So, okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Go ahead, Eddie. I, I'll check. You want to check back in with me with the Cowboys? Go ahead, Eddie. Let me hear what you got to say about that disgusting display that I saw out of the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. If you want to, if you want to tear into them, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I look at it like this: that Sunday night game. I don't know what the hell I was watching. I have no idea who, what, where, when, how, and what what the hell, in the words of the Almighty Be Live, what happened? What happened? Like, I thought Tom, Edward, Patrick, Carmichael, Fritz, Gerald Brady was going to do the damn thing. Chris Godwin comes back, tweaks a hamstring, he's gone. Um, Another Cowboys lineman, he bites the dust. And what? And the Cowboys are just, I I don't... In the words of uh, Swaggoo Marcus Spears, that going to need some more security. <laughs> he going to need some more security. But then he busts his thumbs up. He busts his uh, thumb up on his throwing hand. And then he's done for the season. Well, actually, what, was it four to eight weeks? But then Jerry Jones said, well, we going to try to have him back in four weeks. And I'm like. And we just talked about how good his math is. One and one is three. <laughs> three. So he might, he might not be. He might not be back till June. Jerry might think he's oh. going to play next year. We don't know. With that, is, let, is let, me, let me say this real quick, Eddie. Cool. I got it because I got to interrupt you real quick. Okay. What What does Jerry Jones not do? He's the owner. He's the president. He's the CEO. He's the general manager, and now he's the team doctor too. Like what? What does he? Not do? 
What does he not do? Jay. Radio host. God. Podcast host. PR of the public. Come on, bro. Jeez. Let it go. God. Even you guys are feeling my pain. Yeah. You're feeling my pain. Is is Eddie cool? Did 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 Dak Prescott look like a Super Bowl caliber quarterback? He looked like doo-doo. He looked like doo-doo. Yeah. He, he looked he looked he looked terrible. I'ma say this on the air. I'ma do this one time for the one job. I usually try to be <laughs> I try to be the voice of reason when he's I mean he's better than most. Rah. Let there me ask nothing. you guys a question. Do you guys remember opening day? It must have been four years ago, five years, where the Cowboys played in Carolina, and I think they beat the Cowboys like 16 to 8. You, remember, you guys remember that? It was a terrible, terrible opening day for the Cowboys. It was it was a miserable, miserable game, and the Cowboys had just released Des Bryant and decided they were going to go with wide receiver by committee. That was their 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 guy. They got uh, – they, they they brought in the the, the guy from Jacksonville uh, who, whose name I can't even remember. He played played down there for one season to be their receiver, and halfway through the year, Jerry Jones traded and got Amari Cooper. And you know what happened? The flip switched, and all of a sudden Dak looked better. He had a man, and they made the playoffs that year. They went on a run at the end of the season, and he made the playoffs. Amari Cooper is not there anymore, and neither is Cedric Wilson. Two of two of Dak's most comfortable targets are gone. Jerry flipped him, flipped Amari Cooper for you know, you know, a couple first-round picks for a fifth-rounder. Uh, you know, n- nice job by the general manager now when you get a fifth-rounder for Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper may not have been the deep ball threat, but he was a guy that that put Dak in his comfort zone. Mm-hmm. He, he was a, a, re- a reliable, dependable receiver. He's gone. Cedric Wilson's gone. Lyle Collins gone off the offensive line. Connor Williams gone off the offensive line. Again, maybe a situation where you might want to practice in preseason, run a couple series. Let's get a little bit of timing because everyone said the other night the Cowboys defense looked stellar, which I don't, I don't agree with. But they said the, the offense was the problem because they, they had offensive line issues and they have no receivers. Well, you know what? You had one with a bum knee and you decided to get rid of the other two. Last year, the Cowboys receiving core was supposed to be like their the strength of the team. They, oh, look at the Cowboys receivers are fantastic. They got all these weapons, and and they're they're gone. Seventy five percent of those four are gone. They, you know they're not there. So maybe practice in preseason. Maybe do a little a little something extra. And and I'm not I'm like you know the defense of the old Ben, but don't break thing. They weren't making Tampa punt. They were just down there kicking field goals. They, they, they tightened up under the shadow of their own goalpost. It wasn't like they were forcing punts. They weren't a dominating defense. They were a, a good defense. We'll, we'll give them a, a good grade because they were against Tom Brady. And, you know, they weren't giving up a, a ton of points. But offensively, this is a quarterback that you paid a lot of money for, and he could not get past midfield after the opening drive. Couldn't do it. And you can say, oh, he didn't have time on the receiver. Guys, there was a situation one point in the game. He rolls out. There's nobody in front of him except the Cowboy tight end who was eight yards in front of him, and he threw it behind him. He couldn't even complete that pass. Wide open wide receiver. He threw a ball to Noah Brown on the sideline that sailed over his head by about four yards. He threw a ball behind CeeDee Lamb on a slam pass that was way behind, and the announcers were like, oh, that one should have been caught. That, what? No, it shouldn't. It was terrible. Dak Prescott's terrible. Trey Duke, you are right. 
I apologize because I kept saying to you before, relax. Don't relax. This is terrible. That was a disgrace to see what Dak Prescott did. He should have to give his money back, the signing bonus and everything. He should give it all back and say, I don't deserve that. And I actually wasn't even sad when they said he was going to be out eight weeks. Of course, I don't like to see a guy injured, but I didn't. I'm not sad that he's not going to be there. Cooper Rush can produce three points or more. Ah. <laughs> That's what we want to do. There we go. That's what we came That's more like you had in mind. Well, you brought that, that, out that, me. That 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 that's. I, I feel better about life. Sheesh! <laughs> oh my goodness! Every year, I can't wait for football season to get here. And this, you know, it's here, and I'm disgusted with it already. <laughs> oh boy! Oh man, Scott! Nice haircut, Scott. Nice haircut. <laughs> You're looking clean, my boy. You looking? He came in the ears right now. <laughs> Scott, hey, nice haircut. You're looking clean, Thank my you. boy. You're looking real Thank clean. You. You're looking real. You're looking. You're looking fresh out the box, clean. Um, I will say this. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Ooh, buddy. Just put the league on notice by <laughs> saying, no cheetah, no Tyreek Hill, no problem. Give me Marquez Valdez Scantling from Green Bay. Give me Juju Corvette Corvette from Pittsburgh and um, whoever else he got. He said, give me them. Give me them. I already got Nicole Hardman. Just give me, give me whatever I got. And Travis Kelsey. And for Patrick Mahomes, it was business as usual. He looked good in the pocket. And he was making it, he, it, was making it happen. Making it happen. I mean, what he scored like what five touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he was making it happen. Yeah. But on but on the other side, the Cardinals, bruh. Like I tried to I tried to tell y'all that before. I don't know why everybody was believing in them. But um, I, I remember thought, I, I mentioned hot seat for Click Kingsbury. Yeah, you did mention that. Yeah. Speak, speaking of, speaking of hot hot seats, ooh, I know somebody cakes was on fire and somebody got eight six this past weekend but um fellas um week one nfl crazy madness and then and we got and then we got the debacle that happened monday night the hell oh let me the let hell. me the hell the hell let me let me let me, let me, um, let me let the people know this moment of time that we were talking about these were our over reactions and the thing about it is, the more I've listened to this, there's nothing about us overreacting about this at all. Maybe me with the Green Bay Packers, but they look terrible. And I don't see I don't see an upside. Christian Watson might be that upside if he catches the ball. But I guarantee that Aaron Rodgers does not trust them right now. Yeah, but we also, all three of us, picked Buffalo and the Rams to be in the Super Bowl, and I bet you would like to repick our NFC after opening night because I tell you what, the Bills looked stellar, and the Rams did not look good at home at all. And I tell you, Matthew Stafford is another guy who might have eliminated himself in that team because I'm not convinced that his arm's going to be good enough to get through a season like this. I didn't realize how bad that elbow had problem was where he had surgery this offseason. He he wasn't making accurate sharp throws the other night. Again, another guy could use a little bit of practice, maybe you know, a little little game time with with his team before getting back out there. But Buffalo came off with a statement; they came off that big. right there. I'm not going to discount the Rams 
because I saw I could tell you right now I still have I still have hope in my um, um, NFC pick because outside of the Minnesota Vikings I didn't see nobody anything to, I didn't see anything that impressed me in the that's NFC. why I said nobody in the, that's why nobody in the NFC might go to the Super Bowl they might not I, let an NFC team in this year well I'm not, but the Vikings I, the Vikings I, the Vikings. <laughs> Yeah, I think. Do we trust that long term? That's a that's a positive overreaction. I think. I, I, I you know, I've Kirk Kirk Cousins sample size is too big to say after one game. Now they have a new coach, and maybe they're energized. You know, and maybe a whole new ph- philosophical change might do that team good. It's happened before. You know, Rich Gannon went to a Super Bowl late in his career after being a a good, okay quarterback for a long time. So you never know. I mean, y- you could be onto something there with that team. I still think you know. It's a long season ahead. I, I still think Aaron Rodgers will get on pages with his receivers. I don't think that's a pushover just to save the Vikings having won that game. Go I'm going to say this also. If you were to, if you would have predicted, if take us take us back a week prior, out of all the teams in the NFC West, would you have picked that the the the, the Seahawks? Would be the only team that would win a game in the Absolutely NFC. not. No. <laughs> hey, nah. ladies and gentlemen, allow me to reintroduce Geno Smith. That dude ball. I don't care what anybody says. Seventeen for eighteen. He's like um, Russell Wilson. Who? I got this. I, I see y'all looking at me funny. I hey, I don't see them winning much of anything. But Geno Smith looked good. Five games. They're good for five <laughs> wins. And one's out of the way. <laughs> no, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah. T- tip of the cap. He had, he had a great night. And then you had, the, and then you had the AFC South that nobody won a game. And I like the way that they <laughs> Two teams played each other. And two, and, yeah, and two damn teams played each other. And no, the whole division went oh for whatever. Two teams tied, and the other two just win. Like, what? What in the bizarro world? It, what the heck? Yeah. The, what NFL the, do better. Do better. Do better. better. I tell you what. If I'm if I'm a coach in this league right now, I am taking the advantage and putting my starters in for a couple series and two preseason games. Maybe not the first one, but I that is an advantage right now that no one is taking advantage of. And if you remember, you remember a few years back. Belichick played his starters in New England like almost all the way through in a fourth in, in the fourth preseason game, and, and you know it's hard to argue with that at this I'm, point because we see what we got. It was off. I'm gonna throw a little. I'm gonna throw a little tidbit out there. There was one team. Well, there's more than one actually. There was, but there was one team in particular that their um, starting quarterback did play in preseason. And uh, any hint? Um, any guesses? Anyone? Any guesses? Baker Mayfield. Carolina Panthers. No. I mean, we've been ranting and raving about him. He threw for five touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes did play during the preseason. Well, hmm. there you go. There you go. <laughs> there it is. Hmm. Let's see how that worked out for him. Yeah. You so- know who else did? Cooper Rush. <laughs> Beware. And, Cooper Rush put the league on notice. And so, yeah, <laughs> play. Everybody went with that whole Sean McVay from last year. And they were like, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, 
let's not let's not really rely on that. Let's not. You guys got to get some reps during the preseason, but man. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I think you have to. This was the sloppiest week of um, professional football I've ever seen. It was yeah, terrible. I think it, it, I, I'm I'm looking like okay, you got rid of fourth preseason game for safety concerns, but what the hell is going on? I mean, it's just I I I have questions, but. We got 16 more games to figure out what exactly the hell is going on. That's going to do it for week one of the NFL. Get ready for some more football-heavy content here on the Sports Bowls podcast. We about to be talking about college football and the return of the B-Live Top 5. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that guy that got fired, too. But anyways, the B-Live Top 5. Coming up next, right here on the Sports Bros podcast. <laughs> It's time, once again, for your favorite college football portion of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, the return of the B-Live Top 5. five, five, five. <laughs> Man, we've been talking about overreactions all throughout the show. So what better way to introduce college football rankings than my own version of overreactions? I'm going to do it just the way I like to do it, just because it's what I do. My rankings ain't going to be based on the AP rankings. They ain't going to be based on the coaches' rankings. It's going to be based on what I see. And, of course, what I see could be somewhat biased because I don't get to see all the games. But I don't really want to watch anything on the West Coast anyway because, you know, that's what they do. Say what I said. But coming in at number Five on the Be Live top five. I had to do it. Sorry, Uncle Max. I had to do it. Sorry. You should have lost that game. That was intentional grounding. I've watched it 57 million times. Y'all should have lost to Texas. Alabama, you are down to number five. I had you number two at the beginning. I had Georgia number one. Man, we'll get into that in just a moment. I have Alabama all the way down to number five because they lost that game. They got outplayed. Steve Sarkeesian was not playing any games. I have never seen a Texas game, especially defensive-wise, as well as I did. And on top of that, they were already down to their second string and almost to their third-string quarterback. The second stringer... Man, I wish I should have had his name. That dude was limping half the game and still almost led them to victory. Their um, starter, Quinn Ewers, got hurt early, and Alabama managed to squeak out a win by one point on Texas's backup. With that intentional grounding not being called, it should have been a safety. Alabama, you lost that game. I do not have confidence in you. So that I'm gonna give you benefit of the doubt of putting you at number five. I almost took you out of there, but there's still a big divide between the top five teams and everybody else. We'll see it mix up in a little bit. Coming in at number four, you see the shirt. You see what's happening right here. And I'm still not sold on them. I'm not sold on them at all. But right now, what I'm looking at is I'm looking at the best of the Power Five conferences, the best that I've seen. And as of right now, I haven't seen anything else that convinces me that Clemson is not the best team in the ACC. I just, I haven't seen it yet. 
I think Wake Forest has got a chance. Miami was struggling, struggling. So I, I just, I don't see it yet. So if, until somebody proves me otherwise, Pitt, sorry that you lost to Tennessee. Ah, can't do it. It's Clemson's to win right now. We shall see. Number three, Ohio State. The Ohio State. The reason why I have um, Ohio State at number three is because I was talking to someone earlier. And, yes, it's a different season. Yes, we don't base our rankings on what happened before. But I put them at number three simply because of this. Until it happens. You got to show me without a shadow of a doubt that you're a better team than the team that beat you beforehand. And so, therefore, Ohio State, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that that um that Ohio State that I've normally seen. That dynamic pass catchers. Maybe once we get um what's what the, the uh, Enigma with, with the, you know who I'm talking about Jackson Smith Enigma. Once he once he gets back. Ohio State, I think, will be more dynamic offense. I just haven't seen it yet. But as of right now, I have them at number three. And the reason why I have them at number three is because at number two, I have Go Blue Michigan. Michigan, that team up north. Michigan has dominated their first two games, even though, even though they did – um. They still have a little quarterback controversy. We'll see how that shakes out. As of right now, I think Michigan, because just simply put, I haven't seen it from Ohio State yet. Michigan still, to me, looks like they could be the better team. But I set it up this way because guess what's going to happen? Michigan and Ohio State will play each other, and that will work itself out. And that's why. Are they going to be undefeated when they play? Very much so. And that's why the playoffs should not be expanded that much because we have playoff games during the regular season. And then on top of that, we have conference championships. So at some point in time, that's going to get sorted out. But according to this wonderful new playoff system, they both would get in regardless to what happens. All that does is just changes the seating. whoop the freaking do But that's, a, that's a, another topic for another day because Sky D doesn't want to talk about it anymore. So that's all right. <laughs> but at the end of the day, number one, and it doesn't get any, it does not get close at all. Number one is the reigning, defending, undisputed national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. I don't, did their defense get better? Maybe they just haven't played anybody yet. They're not going to play anybody this week coming up either because it is what it is. I mean, they they don't have they don't have a test coming up. I mean, who are they playing? I, 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 I'll say it for you. <laughs> they gonna, we gonna get our ass kicked. <laughs> oh, it's the chickens this week. Yes. Oh, it's cute. It's, it's cute week. I, I have faith <sighs> in my team. Watch your mouth. I have faith in my team. I remember ten years ago was eleven years ago. We beat Alabama and then we beat Georgia, but that's 10, 11 years ago. This is the Georgia Bulldogs, the reigning, the defending, undisputed national champions of this year country in college football. Georgia looks like a juggernaut. Georgia looks unstoppable, and uh, we fit to be some mold over ass chickens. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say this. Here's one thing I want to see. I want to see if it's 
I want to see if he talks the talk and walks the walk. This is the type of game that I believe Shane Beamer can really get his team fired up about. There's going to be a lot of hype in that locker room. Now, does that equate to performance on the field? Do I think that they can make plays? I just, on top of that, if I'm not mistaken, I did just read earlier also that um, the Gamecocks lost two of their, um, was it, they lost two of their defensive starters for the season mm-hmm. with torn ACLs. So it's like, it's not, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's tough in Columbia right now, but of course I'll be watching just because, you know, I, I like to see what my rivals do and then I like to talk trash afterwards. But at the end of the day, that is my live top five, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio state, Clemson, Alabama. And you already know that's going to shake up at some point in time. That's the reason why I set it up. I just still haven't seen any other teams. I gave Texas A&M a chance. You did. I gave them a chance, and they blew it. They absolutely crapped the bed. Are you kidding me? God. I thought Jimbo Fisher had something going. I figured this was – and it still might happen. I say I say still might happen that they beat Alabama again this year. But they may have just slept on Appalachian State. They better stop sleeping on them boys from Boone, North Carolina. You got you to gotta stop it at some point in time. Because yeah. them boys come out to play. They should have beat North Carolina. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Fellas, what do you think about my top five? Um. I'll, I'll go first. Um, as far as Ohio State goes, I'm like you'd be live. I haven't really seen that high-powered, dynamic Ohio State offense yet. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. When I was at work this past Saturday, I was like, man, we got to see the final minutes of the uh, the Alabama and Texas game. And so dudes say, can you turn it back to the Ohio State game? You're playing Arkansas State, okay? Bring on the water. We know what the hell's going to happen, <laughs> all right? What are you doing? This is kind of like nine conference games. We don't care. These teams are getting paid $1.5 million to take an ass whipping to, 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 to take it back to the boosters. That's all these games are about. <laughs> paid, paid ass whippings. You ever, you, ever, you ever got paid to get your ass whipped? Ass Arkansas State. They got it. But um, <laughs> enough of that rant. But um, Talk to Appalachia State. Talk to Marshall about yeah. getting paid. <laughs> and how, and how about talk to, talk to Southern Utah? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and how about and how about the Sun to seven? Yeah. And, and how about the Sun Belt Conference? I had no idea that Marshall was in the Sun Belt Conference. Sun Belt Conference is nothing to play with. They said, "Hey, yeah. y'all keep y'all keep calling us a group of five. I'm trying to tell you, hey, yeah." But um, back to the top five, be like, oh. every, every everything looks good. Everything, I, I can, everything makes sense. Georgia at number one, and then everything else going down for it is it's real cynical. And speaking of the Sunbelt Conference, the Sunbelt Conference also had a role in getting Nebraska former head coach Scott Frost fired. It took three games and an L by two points to Georgia Southern to get him eight, six up out of there. They say, yeah, uh, Week one of the NFL season, how can we steal the thunder? Watch this, watch this, and they damn sure did it. But um, yeah, Scott Frost had to go, had to go. Um, 
Scott Forrest had to go. Scotty D, what, what, what say you about college football? What stands out to you? Well, I love the Utah, Southern Utah game, 73-3. That was a, a, a real barn burner. Um, <laughs> and NC State had their hands full with Charleston Southern in that 55-3 affair. That was another uh, good one. Meanwhile, Michigan State – uh, over Akron, fifty-two to nothing was another interesting game. Uh, such a troll. Ole Miss, 59, 59 to three over Arkansas State was a, was another one that I, I I almost stood up out of my chair when that one was on. And then there was a tight one between Oklahoma and Kent. It was only thirty-three to three. It was a it was a real real tight one. Uh, I, you know, I go through this every year with college football and that. And I look at the lineup this week, and I don't know if I'm going to put put the tv on on saturday i I, I might watch um house of the dragon because i missed it because this past sunday night i was watching the dak prescott break his thumb and this house of the dragon show is fantastic by the way i mean it's the prequel to game of thrones I, i'm really into it and i mean if i watch that this week then i'm going to be passing on um uh yukon in michigan and I, you know, I'm, I'll be passing on. Isn't, isn't House of the Dragon shown on Sundays? Yeah, but I didn't watch this past Sunday, so I'm gonna watch that maybe on Saturday. You DVR'd um, it. E- either that or Clemson and who they play in Louisiana Tech. I mean, I think I know the outcome of that one. Um, Texas and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's. I mean, these games this week are just not going to get me uh, too excited. I'm not looking at anything on the board that excites me. Uh, Southern Cal against Fresno. I mean, that's that that one might you know, might step late and watch that on Saturday. I don't. I don't yeah. think. I don't think Saturday Night Live started running their new episodes yet, so I might watch that. You're putting you're putting forth effort to find these games. You know, you know that, right? You know the effort. <laughs> click ESPN.com. I clicked on that. That's 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 what I got. Not a whole lot of effort. I mean, there's this uh, the, the week one of college football presented some nice matchups. You know, I was interested in Clemson, Georgia Tech. I was interested in Notre Dame, Ohio State, and that proved to be a, a big nothing burger because Notre Dame's already zero and two, losing to Marshall. I mean, Ugh. I don't know. It's it's it seems to be the same old, same old because if you would have given me this list of your top five. Last October, it probably would have looked very similar. I mean, it's the same cast of characters. I mean, I mean, I know Clemson had a, a little bit of a down year last year, but um, you know, it's just huh, this is why we need a playoff. Why to get, to get rid of all these garbage teams so that the good teams finally get together at the end of the season? And that's that's gonna that's be, all. It's going to be know, the same exact thing. You 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 yeah. Scott, what you're calling for. Is literally to say the heck with the rest of football. Like you just take the top sixty teams and say the heck with the rest of the other teams. That's what you're calling for. You don't want any group of five. You don't want any FCS. You really you want you want nothing but Clemson versus um, Alabama every single week. You're not going to get that. There's just this always going to be teams that are better than the other teams. Ohio and, State forty-five, Arkansas State twelve. All right, okay, Eddie, cool, and, and practice thing because he. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why we give him time. I, I at least try, try to include him in this. God, his sarcasm has no bounds. Michigan over Hawaii, fifty-six okay. to ten. 
Are you done? You finished? Are we? Are... Yeah, for now. For now, yeah, we're good. We're, we're good with that. They got to put it on the bucket list, fellas. Got to get to Hawaii and watch a uh, fighting warriors. Is that what's their name? The the Warrior? Rainbow Warriors. Rainbow. I don't know. Anyways, well, them. Uh, the, 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 the Hawaii Dems. But uh, I'll put you. I'll put you three games, Scotty D. That I want you to watch. All right. I'm all this, ears. This, all right. I want you to watch BYU versus Oregon. I want you to watch okay. that because BYU is trying to emerge as the new up-and-coming independent team that Notre Dame is. BYU okay. has a very strong chance of being that outlier that could shock the world. They're sitting at number 12 right now. I want you to watch, for just sake of sake of argument, let me see where I had it up in. I lost it. Where, where's that NC State? I think it was NC State, Texas Tech. I'm interested in that game. I wonder if um, if Texas Tech, you know, um, their, their offensive prowess to see if they can cause some trouble with NC State. Of course, I don't want NC State to lose because it makes ACC look weak. But I think that's going to be an interesting game to watch. I see Michigan State, Washington. But a bit the, the one that I definitely have my eyes on, because Jimbo Fisher definitely needs to bounce back. Miami versus Texas A&M. Miami's not that impressive, so but this is the, this is a game that both of them need. If Texas A&M loses this game, they can cancel out the, any playoff um, playoff implications. Miami loses this game. They, they there's that relevance speaking. They need to win this big game. So that's going to be the big game to watch. So, all right, are you gonna you gonna try, Scott? You gonna try? Gonna try for me? Yeah, oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch all three of those. All right, I appreciate it. You probably not. Uh, I don't. I don't like your tone. But Eddie, cool. <laughs> um, go, go ahead. And, um, let's go ahead and get back into it. For if I cuss him out, the ladies and gentlemen, to keep be live. To keep be live from cussing, and so the FCC won't come get us and won't scare anybody away. As I'm looking at my phone, fellas, guess what time it is. What time is it? What time is it? Something that Scott can actually engage in and not be such a um such a um butt munch. All right, cool. Um, what time is it? Butt right. munch, uh, muncher of the butt, aka Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> it is time once again for our favorite portion of the show. You guessed it, the choices of the voices. You didn't see that coming, did you? And with that being said, <laughs> hey, your button, <laughs> hit it <laughs> before they kick us, get us the hell up out of here. <laughs> Choices of the voices and bunch munches and clutching much coming up next. <laughs> Off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back, y'all. <laughs> and now, our favorite part of the show the choices of the voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful and ever so loving Miss Button for introducing our favorite portion of the show, The Choices of the Voices. And Scotty D, I was damn near in the living room when I did that. So, um, yeah, that came all the way from, <laughs> or, or in other words, I had, to, I had to rear back and bring that thing all the way in from Conway, South Carolina. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. This <laughs> is The Choices of the Voices, our favorite portion of the show. Uh, Ms. Button, thank you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it now more than ever. 
um, the format of the choices of voices you ask for your first time listeners, it goes a little something like this. We ask you guys a question. You guys give us the answer, and then we talk about your answer right here on the Sports Bowls Podcast. We poke a little fun at you, crack some jokes, but it's all in good taste. Scotty D, I'm rambling incoherently. Save me. What's on tap this week for the choices of the voices? It was a long time ago that I asked this question before Labor Day, but we asked uh, what college football team do you often find yourself rooting for because you like the head coach and not of your favorite team, your personal favorite team. Who knows? You might even hate your the coach of your favorite team, but sometimes you, uh, you're, you're flipping around. I mean, there's only a billion college football teams, you know, maybe you got, um, Utah's playing Southern Utah. And you're like, I really like the way that coach scored 73 points on that team. So, you, you know, okay. Anyway, a team you root for because you like the head coach. Go, Eddie Cole. Take, take it away here. That's hilarious, Scotty. All right, let's go ahead and read the first one. All right, we got Mike Clarity. He said, Beamer Ball. Him and his staff has really pumped life back into the program. So he picked Shane Beamer and the South Carolina Gamecocks. That man has got one TikTok video and a bunch of lights in the stadium. <laughs> I need results on the field. I'm, I'm saying. He, okay, hey, all right, you know what? I'm, I ain't going to hate. He got y'all hype. That's what he's supposed to do, I guess. But he's also supposed to be a head coach. Yeah. There's a difference between a cheerleader and a head coach. Like, hey, hey he wants to be um, Dabo Jr. Hey, I'm all for it. Right, but let's see let's see what happens on the field. Let's see what happens. Speaking of, Dab- right. speaking of Dabo, I, I, did, I, I, speaking of Dabo, didn't he just get a bunch of damn money? Oh, yes, big, he did. Yes, he did. bag. Yeah, he is not a, once again back to where he's supposed to be as the second highest paid coach in all of college football, um, second behind um, Nick Saban and just ahead of Kirby Smart of Georgia. The boy is making buku dollars and helping players getting paid with the NIL collectors as well. So, yeah, eh, I know the jury's still out with that. Um, but, but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Let's keep it going, my man. All right, so here we go. We got Josh Barker. He said it used to be LSU because of Ed Orgeron. If he coaches again, I'll definitely root for that team. That's my dude, Josh Max Baker. And Max is a complete fool. He no, is also <laughs> he is, he's tigers, a he's a he's a Manchester United fan. Um, he, me and him talk about um, Premier League um, soccer all the time. No, you don't. Um, yes, we, <laughs> yes, we and him do. Mind your business and go Liverpool on top oh. of that. And, yes, me and him talked the other day about Ed Orgeron. Just <laughs> old Bobby Boucher, water boy. That is it all boy that found him. <laughs> go, go Tigers, go Tigers. I like that guy, too. Yep. <laughs> and, and what did he say his favorite part was, like, the interviews. That's what makes me like him. I mean, this go Tigers, go Tigers. Yeah. And then did Brian Kelly try to come behind him and fake an accent? Yeah. <laughs> you got to so, fake a southern accent. That's how, yeah. that's how you get Coach, your ass kicked. That's how you get your ass kicked down there. Coach O is... Coach O has definitely left a lasting impression on LSU. Mm. That 2019 season will um, live in infamy. 
Um, yes, I'm giving them props. I don't like it. All right, cool. Let's keep it moving. It was the time the world was introduced to Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and badass Joe Burrow. I said ass about nine times in this podcast, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's in the Bible, so it's not a curse word. All right, so here we go. Jason Dubord, way up there in Berlin, New Hampshire. What's happening, buddy? Um, he says, I'm not huge into college football, but one guy I will root for is Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. He has struggled with addiction, and I applaud his will to get sober and continue to build his career. Hopefully he gets a shot as an NFL coach one day. So one for Steve okay. Sarkeesian. Or, or, or he could stay at Texas and make even more money and yeah. build that. He's, 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 on, he's on a good start if that Alabama game is saying anything. I yeah. think that put Texas back on the map. So I definitely give props to Sark with that. And so we'll see what he does with the remainder of the year, see if they can win that um, Big 12, and then maybe make, um, find their way into the college football playoff. We shall see. Is there all right, coming up next, we got Jamar, my man Jamar Moultrie, straight out of South Carolina by way of Georgetown. Uh, he said, Brother Marcus Freeman, a black head coach at Notre Dame, definitely hope he is successful. Yep. Um, he probably answered this before the game. Yep. <laughs> yep. Before the game this week. Yep. Yeah. This is one of those things where you want to – Give props to the brother man, <laughs> but man, I yeah, brother uh, man had him in the in the game with Ohio State. It wasn't the, the right. worst effort in the first opening day, uh, and they had uh, a fall off this week. Yeah, we, we maybe hopefully maybe they the can heard of that good. Maybe they're that good. Yeah, the thing about it is them um Marsh they they were playing um top notch football. So I mean. Yeah. Let's let's not discount Marshall all the way. Like yeah, there's that. always yeah, you, been pride maybe? in that program. I mean, they've always been competitive. Right, right, yeah. right. I'm, that, I'm sorry. I I I was distracted that Scotty D wasn't actually he wasn't being sarcastic. He was actually being real for once when it came to um, college football. So I, I, I right, it's not that. like they're Louisiana Tech. Here, here we like go. Here, so I, I I of course I, I left that door open. Eddie cool. Amtrak, bring, bring, bring it back. Marshall did give us Byron Leftwich, Chad Pennington, and Randy Moss. So, oh yeah, yeah, down there in them hills, and I didn't know, I didn't know Randy Moss was that damn country. I'm listening to him. I'm like, oh yeah, oh oh yeah. But, but, but I tell you what, boy, you about countries with that darn mason jar. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Trey Dizzle, he says, I love Jim Harbaugh. I want him to be Dallas's next head coach. I wanted that when he left San Francisco years ago, but I still don't root for Michigan. So I would so I would say my actual answer is Dak Prescott. It's hot, wet, Taco Bell, dumpster, garbage. <laughs> That's a, that is the correct answer. That is the correct answer. <laughs> It's appropriate. I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are encouraging such bad behavior. Yes. But but it, Dak yeah. brings it out of us. Dak brings it out of us. And what he brought it out of all of us this yeah. week. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. You got that. Woo, buddy. Um, you got to do better. Um, hope you heal up and hopefully you show us something 
when you get some of your weapons back too, that may help. But no, I don't. Know. All right, maybe two. he should try throwing with the left hand. Anyway, go ahead. Be ambidextrous. All right, moving right along. We got the Hall of Fame himself, Uncle Max. I think Uncle Max is writing in a magazine or a book or something. The last time I checked, because I uh DM Uncle Max, I hadn't heard from him in a while, and so uh, he's, a, he's a poet. He's a poet. Yeah, congratulations, Uncle Max, and your new endeavor. We, I, I saw that as well. I'm happy for you, buddy. Keep up the good work. Look at our Hall of Famer doing Hall of Fame stuff. That's what they do. Yeah. Yep. That's right. All right, Uncle Max said, I really like Sam Pittman at Arkansas. He changed their style of play upon arrival and has made them a lot of fun to watch, not to mention they're winning more games. Pig Suey, Sam Pittman. Hey. Oh. They are one. They're they're one. They're one step away. Yeah, I feel Arkansas is one piece away from being be, being able to compete with the big boys in the SEC. I honestly believe. Really? Yeah, I, I, they're one piece away. They took. I mean, they they've been they've been competitive. They just this just one this one little just piece away. Mm-hmm. I think they're, okay. they're 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 close. They're close, and I think Sam Pittman. G- give it up for Sam Pittman. Yeah, yep. I I honestly I agree with this. I absolutely agree with this. Yep, that's a tough conference to build up to to build a team and work up. A that's lot of a competition conference. Let alone that's a tough division. Yeah, to build a team. SEC West. You got your Alabamas, Auburns, Arkansas, Texas A and M. Am I missing anybody? Yeah, LSU. Got that? They only got they had that, they had one time. That's all right. Louisiana <laughs> Tech. Stop it! Stop! Stop! <laughs> hey, we 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 we've established we've established some good <laughs> about let's not ruin it. Okay. Eddie Cool, let's keep it going. Okay. The raging Cajuns. No, I'll stop. Um, here we go. Uh. Last but not least, we got Mark Oil. Mark Olds. He said, "Clip son, what a P. Clip son." Uh, I wonder if this is um some sarcasm as well, as that's usually um uh there's always been debate on how Clemson is actually pronounced, but um any props to my team. Whether good, bad, and different, you know what? I mean, you want to hate on us, you want to love us either way. We're right here, and we're living in your head rent-free. Clemson all day, every day. All in, bleed orange, bring your own guts. All roads lead to Dabo. I love that one. Yes, sir. You better bring your own guts. All right, here's guts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that about does it. Let's see. Shout out to Mark, Uncle Max, Trey Dizzle, Jamar, Jason, uh, Josh, and Mike for their participation in this week's Choices of the Voices. I'll go first. <sighs> you know, it took me some time to think about it, but I've said to myself, I've been a fan of this guy for a very long time, and I haven't even noticed it. But the thing about it is, his name, his first name is the first word of my favorite song of all time, Return of the Mac. And with that being said, I like Mac Brown. I like Mac Brown. Mac Brown, the coach of North Carolina. 
yes, yes. Dancing Mac Brown. Um, he he, you know, he was he started he started North Carolina. Um, left there, went to Texas, won a national championship, was on TV for a while, and then came back to North Carolina and got him believing again. And now he's in the locker room doing the whole Antonio Brown dance. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Uh, yeah, I, I, I just like Mac Brown, man. Mac Brown's kind of like, you know, the grandpa that's still walking around here doing what he loves, and everybody just loves Mac Brown. You don't hear anybody say any bad thing about him. Like, I'm just... Like every time I, you know, look at North Carolina, I'm like, oh, what North Carolina doing? You know, I ain't supposed to be rooting for y'all, but what's North Carolina doing? What Mac Brown doing? Okay, <laughs> Mac Brown dancing. Okay, yeah, because I always like, I always like this commentary on TV. You know, Mac Brown was this this Mac Brown, so that's my choice. Mac Brown as he was doing his dance. <laughs> we got Scotty D. Thanks, fair enough. Yeah. Well, you guys know. Uh, all roads lead to Dabo. I'm a big Clemson fan, so I'm gonna go with Pat Narduzzi and Pitt. I like I. I, I you the one said that you couldn't because... pick your own team. I yeah. No, I you were no, you were you will not. Hell no, 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 no. <laughs> say, say the answer right. You're not you're letting. Right. You're not letting me. Give no, my answer. Yeah, because you, you're not gonna do it. You're not gonna do what you're about to do. You're gonna say you're gonna talk well about Dabo Sweeney, but that's I, not I, your team. I I am. I am talking about Dabo. That's our that's our team. No, we're no, we're no, big no. Clemson fans around this show. So, okay, Ooh, I am actually a natural born. I'm a Pitt fan. Pitt and and, and Pat Narduzzi. I'm okay with him. I I, I honestly I do root for Dabo. A lot. I like Dabo because of how he has conducted himself. Um, he, you don't hear him swearing and taking transfer portal guys and all that stuff. You know, I, I, I've always respected him. He's, he comes across as a good Christian guy who cares about his players. So I, I, I have rooted for him. And, you know, a few years back when Alabama was the big bullies, Clemson stood up to, to him, to, to them. And yeah, they're right there in the arena with them. Uh, so I, 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 I would I would say Dabo is could be my answer, but I also am a big fan. I don't know why, because he's so weird of Jim Harbaugh. I like Jim Harbaugh. He's a goof. He's a very strange character. And I didn't really root for him whenever he was out in San Francisco, but I, I kind of thought it was cool whenever he turned Stanford around. And then when he went to Michigan, I was really excited because I root against Ohio State all the time. And I thought, well, now things are going to change. And it took him a few years before they finally did end up beating Ohio State last year. But there's something about Jim Harbaugh and his goofiness. And and, and he's another guy who kind of, you know, picks a path and stands on his morals as well. You know, he had that whole thing earlier on this year. And I don't want to get into the pro-life, pro-choice thing, but he took a stand and he and he went with it and publicly did that. So, you know, but, but it's more because he's goofy. I just I like Jim Harbaugh. And I agree with Trey Duke. I'd love to have him be the head coach of the Cowboys. Be live to you. That'd be interesting. Thank you for yeah. Get, yeah. Um, get, getting your life together and doing better, for one. <laughs> ah, on my nerves. All right, I'm going to start off my answer by putting out two dates because this is actually going to put together um, – there's two games that's on the calendar for me that's going to put together two – four of – I got four, but really there's one – I have one true answer. Four of my favorite coaches. I'm going to put on the map – October 8th, the Red River Rivalry. Because as a Clemson boy, 
I want to see my boy, Coach Venables, do his thing at Oklahoma. I really do. I know it's a homer pick, but I, I love him at Clemson. But he is a head coach for another program now. I want to see what he does for Oklahoma. I really want to see that. And I'm Steve Sarkeesian, man. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a game of games this year. I think that is going to be both of these teams are coming to the SEC, which I don't like. But it, it right now they're still in the Big Twelve. A lot is going to be on the line with that game. That's going to determine. That's going to have huge playoff implications. So October eighth is one. But my answer, my true answer comes in the form of a game that's going to be on November 3rd. And we, um, and two coaches that I really, and one of them that I, like, I, I he's got me believing. On November 3rd, you're going to have a game between the Boonies, Appalachian State, versus the hometown team, Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. You're going to have a matchup between Sean Clark of App State and Jamie Chadwell of Coastal Carolina. If you have not seen any of the locker room antics of Jamie um, Chadwell at Coastal Carolina, please look it up. These are some mullet-wearing, silly country kids that I absolutely thoroughly enjoy their energy. Man, I love what Jamie Chadwell is doing with the program at Coastal Carolina. And I want to have a beer with Sean Clark. I believe that when they got, when they finally got back to Boone, because they actually, they had, um, they, um, they had, um, their flight got delayed. So they had to actually stay where after they beat Texas Day and them, the players actually had to sleep in the hallway of the hotel because they had already um, booked other people to stay in the hotel. And so they had to sleep in the hallway in the convention rooms and stuff like that until they could get on a flight at four o'clock in the morning. Damn. God, I thought. But when they got back to Boone, I guarantee you, Sean Clark opened up a cold one and had a good time with his team. So November 3rd, Appalachia State versus um Coastal Carolina is going to be in Conway. I might have to, I might have to go home. I might have to go home for that because that's going to be a game. I think it's going to be an outstanding game. I know it has. it's going to be a night game, 7.30, ESPN. Mm. I think I got to go home for that one. But my, I, Sean Clark, but my answer is Jamie um, Chadwell. Jamie Chadwell for Coastal Carolina. I just love his energy. I love what those kids are doing. It's just, it's just fun to watch. It's fun to watch. That's my home team, too. CCU. Teal Nation, stand up. Let's get it. Let's go. Jamie Chadwell, I root for you, man. Yeah, right there in the backyard, man. And there was some uh, talks I saw on ESPN that um, Jamie Chadwell, his hat might be, his name might be in the hat for the Nebraska job. Oh, don't don't do me like that. Don't let me, don't let me build that up. And then he's, oh, that would be, that's, you know, I, I got, I, I guess. I look at, I look at it like this. Oh. Ja- ja- Jamie Chadwell, stay on the beach. Yes, yes, you are. He ain't staying. 
He probably, he probably yeah, won't. Man. I, I, and I and I think no, I, none of them guys do. None of them guys do, Eddie. They all move up. I, I think he's making. I don't know how much he's making. I want to say eight hundred fifty thousand. You're 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 dead on it. Eight hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, he's making. He, he, he ain't staying. He, he ain't made staying. eight. Yeah, he made eight hundred and fifty thousand. Just imagine the bag. The truck they're going to throw at Jamie Chadwell. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think his name and like somebody else's names in the mix. As soon as I said, as soon as they said Jamie Chadwell, I did like be like my cringe, like oh, I'm like oh, that name's in the mix. And so, you know, you know, money talks, and you know what else walks a marathon. But that being said, Scotty D, what's on tap next week for choices of the voices? All right, for next week, and by the way, congratulations to Coach Venables on getting by Kent State this past week. But uh, going back to, to next week, we will be asking a very simple question, and I actually mentioned this a couple weeks ago in our NFL preview, but I'm going to ask you the people, who is your prediction? Who will be the NFL MVP this year? Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back, if I'm not mistaken, right? Anyone of the last two years? Yeah, back-to-back, yeah. If you think he's going three in a row, tell us. I have a feeling you're not going to say that, but who do you think will be the MVP this year? And Eddie Cool, that'll give us something to talk about next week. No, choices of the voices. No, it won't because it's going to be unanimous. <laughs> There's one answer. No, I lied. There may be two. There may be two. There's, I think, if you're thinking about who I'm thinking about, it's really I'm just about who you think. There's about. two answers. Yeah. There's, there's two. There's two answers. There, I'll, I'll, get, I'll give I'll give the benefit. There's two answers. There, there's, there's two. And it ain't Aaron Rodgers. I tell you that much. I already said that piece. But, yeah, but we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Let's see we'll what talk. the people say. See what, the see people. what they say. Psychedelics, man. Eat another mushroom with Jake Plummer. Hey, next <laughs> week on the Choice of the Voices, <laughs> who do you think is going to be the MVP of the National Football League? But guess what? It's time, going to be time for another edition of Pepper. Baby, whatever you do, please don't sneeze on this shirt and get your boogers on me. Pepper, coming right at you. I'll blow your nose, girl. Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of Pepper. Well, you heard a woman, it's time for us to go home and get what I call the hell up out of here. But before we go, you know how we do it, baby. A round of pepper. We take three topics, rapid fire style, kind of sort of not really here to engage, enlighten, educate, and entertain. Those are the four E's in no particular order. Yes, be live. I got it right this time. I got it right. All right, with that being said, I'll go first. On this day in history, back in 1930, the Detroit Lions then known as the Portsmouth Spartans, play their first NFL game, and they win 13 to 6. They defeat the Newark, the Newark Tornadoes 13 to 6, and they finish the season 5, 6, and 3. I think two years after that, the Detroit Lions, they won their first ever NFL championship. Those were the days. Oh. A long time ago there. We starving, starving like Marvin. So, yeah, on this day in history, 
the Detroit Portsmouth Lions getting a dub. Something they didn't do this Sunday. Over to you, Scotty D. Oh man, not many, not many forthcoming either. Nope. Well, hey, uh, it was quite an eventful weekend in the fight game as the UFC got all twisted and turned on Friday before its Saturday card. Uh, guys, you heard me mention about Cosmo Shamaya multiple times in the past, how I said I thought this guy was going to be, uh, if not the next champion, a soon-to-be champion. He's also proven to be maybe the biggest heel wrestling term in the UFC presently. He was scheduled to face Nate Diaz on Saturday. He came in seven and a half pounds overweight for the targeted 170-pound bout. Uh, he also had a big backstage fight going with Kevin Holland. So... Dana White did it, just pulled the old switcheroo and had those two face each other at a 180 catch weight. He destroyed Kevin Holland, just choked him out effortlessly. Uh, easier to say with effort, effortlessly, uh, about two minutes into the fight. And Kevin Holland, as you guys know, is no slouch. Uh, in the meantime, Nate Diaz got rescheduled to take on Tony Ferguson. Now, these guys probably ha- should have had this fight years ago because they were 37 and 38 years old, respectively. Tony Ferguson at one point was a winner of 12 consecutive fights in the UFC and now has been a uh, has dropped five straight in the past three years. Nonetheless, him and Nate Diaz put on a classic where these guys just battled it out. It was classic Nate Diaz on fighting his f- final fight on his UFC contract, uh, and he finished it with a chokehold. And as Tony Ferguson tapped out, Nate Diaz classically flexed for the crowd as his career ended. Uh, it's been, as he said, a love-hate relationship with the UFC. And he says, now he's going to go take on something else and be great at it. And that was pretty much his way of saying, I'm going to go box for a little bit and then come back to UFC and win a title. I don't know if he's ever going to come back to the UFC. I kind of feel like we will see him again. I feel like him and Conor McGregor are going to go at it one more time at some point down the road. But if this is the last we've seen of Nate Diaz, what an entertainer and what a guy who drew a cult fan became a cult fan favorite without even having to win fights like no other. So congratulations to Nate Diaz on his final win in the UFC and Kazmat Chemaev. He is coming for the goal because that guy is a monster. Uh, we'll see a lot more of him coming up soon. Be live over to you. As I saw a story about Tom Chemaev that um, two months prior to the fight, he was weighed in at over 200 pounds. Ooh. So he, so yeah, they, so they, for him, I, he he may be done mentioned... cutting down to 170. I mean, he might have to go up to 185 weight class. Uh, there, I, I don't know. There was mention that is his camp, and he said that, hey, I'm not cutting all that weight for health reasons. Yeah. So, so it, it is what it is. But, I mean, whatever. All right, cool. I'm just going to read this tweet as my first um, pepper point. And you'll pretty much get it from Jump Street. When asked if the crowd noise at SoFi Stadium affected him tonight, Matthew Stafford said it did not. No, I mean, we prepared for it. We prepared to be on the silent count at home again, but it wasn't something that we haven't done before. When you have to be on a silent count at home, your fans are terrible and know <laughs> nothing about the sport of football. The Los Angeles Rams have just solidified they could be the worst fans known to man. 
They probably don't. They probably don't sell out the stadium. Bills fans do travel well, but for your team, your quarterback to have to practice, the team has to practice and prepare for a silent count at home. It's called home field advantage for a reason, and if you don't have that advantage, that's and especially you just won the Super Bowl. What are we doing? Rams fans, do better. Eddie Cool, the ball. They should move to St. Louis. I promise you St. Louis will treat them better. (laughs) Hey, hey, look, you remember one point in time, the last football team that St. Louis had, the Battle Hawks, they sold the stadium out. St. Louis does love their football, so you can't deny that. All right, fellas, so here we go. Stadiums, emblems, logos. Let's talk about it, all right? So up in the Cleveland area, they had a vote of what (laughs) were they going to put on the middle of their field, right? (laughs) The brownies, what they were going to do. Well, come to find out, the winner is Brownie the Elf will be on the midfield design for the Cleveland Browns which means there's an angry elf running a football and this was voted upon. I didn't vote for it, but um, yeah, an old throwback classic Brownie the elf is going to be smack dab in the middle of the field. So instead of having like the helmet, you're going to see a elongated big old elf looking mean running the football. So um, yeah. That's where we at now. Over to you, Scotty D. <laughs> um, let me let me jump in real quick because I was going to use that as my third and final pepper point until I saw that you already had it because it is absolutely hilarious. Scotty D, you've got to see the picture of this elf. You've got to see this field. It is, it, it is hilarious. These What are they thinking? The helmet just makes sense. Like, it's iconic. We know that's the Browns. That elf, we, nobody knows that outside of a few old people in Cleveland. But, <laughs> Scotty D, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will be checking in on Brown of the Elf here I, uh, hey, very, I, very shortly. I see Steve for right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That took a big-ass elf and put him on a... Yeah, yeah. All right, so back in July, Cameron Smith won the won the British Open or the Open Championship, however you'd like to say it. Uh, he then deflected questions about going to live golf. He then went to live golf. And just shortly after joining, he complained that it's really a shame that we're not getting world ranking points out here, he said, prior to debuting at the Live Golf Tournament in Boston last week. To have 48 of the best guys around the world playing and not to get world ranking points is perhaps a little bit unfair. That's like leaving an NFL team, going to the USFL, and then being mad that you weren't qualified for the Pro Bowl or for the Super Bowl. Dude, you chose it. You took the money. Yeah, and everybody knows it. Harold Varner went, and what did he say? I did it for the money. I, I'm not getting paid like this in the PGA. So Cameron Smith, take your Joe Dirt ass over to Internet Golf. And quit whining the, to the public about the PGA because this is the road you chose. Be live. Eh, over to you. 
Oh, it's, one, it's wonderful how things come together because we didn't even talk about this. And that's a perfect segue into my second pepper point because it was just announced how the Live Golf Tour is going to end their season. And the golfers will end up in a season-ending team championship that includes match play, head-to-head knockoff, uh, knockout playoff, and a whopping $50 million purse, where the winning team will win $16 million. That's $4 million per player. And just, just a couple of details about it. 12 four-man teams will compete for a $16 million first, first place prize. Teams will be seeded 1 through 12. Top four seeds will receive a bye to the quarterfinals. And best part about this, how will the seeding be determined? It will be determined by a closest to the pin shootout by the team captains which will take place immediately after players are drafted. They're going to have a draft to select the teams. Then the team captains are going to play closest to the pin to determine seeding for this season-ending season team tournament. Ah, gotta love Liv. Party golf. Party <laughs> weekend party golf. Exactly. Let, and, I, and I tell you what, let me know how it goes. I won't be. Oh, watching. I'll be watching the president. I'll be watching the president's cup without all those dudes. All right, and I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna include this quote because um, I think Scotty D will appreciate this quote because a longtime PGA Tour player told ESPN on Tuesday, "It's very unsurprising that they would pick something so tacky and unoriginal to try and expand the game. It's effing lame." Is what it is. It's lame as it's, and it gets better for you, Scotty D. It's XFL. It's and one. It's and one mixtape tour. It's not competitive golf. It's a circus. That almost sounds like Scotty D too. Who said this? It could have been it, me. It, it did. It did not say who it was. It says a long time. PGA Tour player, but this sounds like a quote from the infamous Money Man, Scotty. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate that quote. <laughs> Eddie Cool, closest to the pin. The ball. <laughs> hey, look. I'm closest to the pin. Oh, dear there. sweet mother of God. <laughs> what the... F- what, 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 what the... <laughs> See what I did there? I did. I, li- I like it. I like it. Oh, God. To the pen. So, I can look so, at it. Mm-hmm. God, that was so corny. Yeah. Got, gotta love it, baby. Dad jokes. I'm getting that age. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work up. I gotta, I gotta get ready for them. All right. So, um, as many of you know, or been following me and been paying attention, I spent my Friday nights at WOBL, WDLW, the radio station, um, WOBL, Gold Country, and WDLW, Cool Cat Oldies, discussing football. Um, this past Friday, I had a chance to be on air, on the radio, during the Murder Law Halftime Show with my co-host, Nikki Lynn, and it went smooth, and it went wonderful. 
and I'm still in shock and awe. Hey, buddy, you're on the radio. You chase your dream. You've done your thing. Like I, like I stepped out the car and I was like, and I stood there looking around. And I was like, no, you're on the radio, right? Yep. And I went back and listened to it like 10 times. Like I'm, I'm so ecstatic. I'm so excited. So I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you to everybody that's been following me, encouraging me, keeping me up, keeping me going. The Sports Bros, B-Live, and Scotty D have been have been seeing me like at my highest and highs of lowest and lows and really trying to put this thing together. But here we are. Here we are. And here I am. I'm on the radio. So that being said, uh, check us out this Friday. Cover starts at 6 p.m., all right? Check us out on WOBL. That's the station where I'll be at. I'll probably be on the halftime show again, too. And have a Lorraine Conference 8, a LC8 matchup between the Oberlin Phoenix and the Firelands Falcons. And on our sister station, WDLW, the Illyria Catholic Panthers will travel to Rocky River to take on the Pirates. So uh, listen to some high school football, if you will. Check us out. Uh, we also have an app as well, too. The uh, Gold Country Cool Cat Oldies app is available in all the app stores. So uh, just look us up and um, check us out on SoundCloud. You get to hear me just talk football on the radio. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm, 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 baby, you see all this forehead and all be live. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I wasn't, <laughs> hey, yeah, you, you ain't got to say it. I wasn't going to, I was going to, hey, this is, this is, hey, I'm happy for you, bro. I'm extremely happy for you. Yeah, we're Man, happy I'm, for you. We're proud, we're proud of you, buddy, for, for working hard, too. Good luck. Keep up the good work, man. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work. We still doing pepper. Of course, we're doing pepper. Over to you, Scotty D. All right, so I tease at the beginning of the program that I recently witnessed the greatest moment in sports history. Bila, pull up your chair. Pull up your chair, Bila. Pull up your chair. This is going to be good. I'm going to share this with you. This is the greatest moment in sports history. So, you know, we all play our little league, baseball, football, basketball, whatever, and have our shining moments. Well, I didn't play football past age 14. However, I have a nephew who is now attending the high school that I work at, Trinity High School, and he's a sophomore this year. His freshman year, he was just, you know, trying to get going. He got a little bit of special teams play on varsity and all that. And this year showed a little bit of promise of maybe getting into a couple of games. And actually on opening night, uh, he got in late in the game and on his first play on defense recovered a fumble, which we thought was like the coolest thing. You know, we were going nuts in the stand in his family. Well, the second week he started on defense, got a lot more playing time, was in on a couple of tackles and he was in on the punt team. And in these, uh, I believe it was the second quarter, uh, the, the, the team they were playing, which was Char Valley dropped back to punt and the ball went over the punter's head and the punter scrambling in the end zone, tried to get uh, launch a punt off and he popped it up in the air and it came down on the 11 yard line. And I see number 18, my nephew, Jack, racing towards the ball, and he grabs it and starts going up the sideline. And just as he gets to about the four or five-yard line, visions of Mike Allstop popped in my head. Boof, 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 he's bumping and spinning. And I'm in the press box yelling at the top of my lungs, go, Jack, go, Jack. And boom, into the end zone he goes. My parents are in the stands screaming and crying. My sister's losing her mind. She's crying. I'm in the press box. I'm supposed to be working the video board, and I'm pumping my fist, and I'm yelling. I got tears in my eyes, and it was the greatest moment I've ever witnessed in sports. And, guys, you know I've watched a lot of moments in sports, but it was it, it went right up past 
um, the Dallas Cowboys winning any Super Bowl to see my nephew punch one in. And, and it just shows you talk about hard work. This kid has worked his butt off to, to become a better football player the last couple of years. And he may never score another varsity touchdown again. He might not, but you will never take that moment and that touchdown off of that kid. And I am thrilled for my nephew, Jack, and I'm very proud of him. So a lot of love and pride going around this episode of Pepper Dare, fellas. Be live. Over to you. Try to top. The greatest moment. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to, I'm not gonna top that at all. Yeah. No, I almost, nope. I almost feel bad for because you know how I like to come with the third and final pepper point. Y'all know how ridiculous I am. Something silly. Here we go. You already know it, but I, w- I definitely want to congratulate Jack on that touch. That's I can like while you're d- describing it, I'm picturing it in my head. I can see it where too. The, like the. the <laughs> The ball travels 11 yards, so this is, it looks like, I'm pretty sure it's just pure pandemonium on the field. It like, popped it, up, and he, and he was, like, right in the flat, and it bounced, it took a fortuitous bounce, and he grabbed it, and I was thrilled that he grabbed it, and then he started going up the sideline, and now I'm out of my chair, and I'm yelling, I'm screaming in the, and I'm in the press box, supposed to be, you know, <laughs> I'm with people that know me, so I, the, the, you know, decorum's out the window anyway at that point. And, <laughs> and I, I was, it was just the most exciting thing I have ever seen in sports. I mean, it's, it was the greatest yeah. moment ever for me. So go ahead, man. Scotty, D, right. Scotty, D, get us some videos so we can post on our socials, man. I would video. like to find, yeah, I, I'm going to try to. I'd like, to, I'd like to get hold of that. All right. All right, and here comes Be Live, the ruin, the moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. It, this, this is not going to be this day in history, but this is going to be something that's unprecedented. This is something that's unheard of. But, you know, um, when it comes to Vegas, betting, the odds, et cetera, et cetera, you know, they – Try to say, like, all right, this team is going is favored by two and a half points, three points, over, under, all the betting stuff, and blah, blah, blah. Well, according to Vegas, the Detroit Lions, we started with the Detroit Lions, and we're going to finish with the Detroit Lions when it comes to Pepper. The Detroit Lions, they have been underdogs in 20 20- Four straight games. <laughs> that is an NFL team, mind you, that's been the underdog for 24 straight games. That is almost two fake. That's a season and a half. They are I, about to. I'd like to know who they played the last time they were favorites. Uh, you I'm have about, that in? I do have that answer. Uh, okay, oh, good. good. Uh, I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> But the, the reason why I bring this up is because this week they are facing the Washington Redskins, no name football team commanders, and they are favored as of right now. Nuh-uh. They are, are they? favored by two and a half points wow. as of right now. That could always change. It could sway. But as of right now, that 24 game underdog streak could come to an end. The last time that the Detroit Lions were favored in a game was November 22nd, 2020. They were a one-point favorite on the road against the Carolina Panthers. Oh, wow. 
led by the infamous except no it wasn't except um um USFL um quarterback PJ Walker. PJ Walker was scheduled to start the game and so Vega was like, "Oh, Detroit is favored to win." <laughs> and the result of that game was the Lions lost to the Panthers 20 <laughs> to nothing. <laughs> That was the last game that the Detroit Lions were favored to win until now. Mm-hmm. So as Scotty D talks about all of these blowout games and all of these <laughs> nonsensical games, we're about to get a juggernaut of a game once again where we have the Detroit Lions favored to win against the Washington Redskins no-name football team command. Or is the Redskins wow. football team no name committed? Redskins no name football, football team, team commanders. Command. Yes. Joe Gafkin, your boys. <laughs> wow. So that is going to be a barn burner. I'm going to be watching that one through and through. God, I cannot wait for that game. That has got me standing on the edge of my seat. Whoo. Yeah, you know, another weird. Another weird one. I actually heard on the radio today that the 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 New York Jets won on opening day. I think it was 2016, and haven't won a game in September since. The entire month. Yeah, they've been. They're like oh for September for the last. Maybe it was 2018, but whatever. It's been years since they've won a game in September. Uh, Cleveland Browns just broke their ridiculous. Um, yeah. 17 straight they finally broke 17 straight losses on opening day because oh was that their that's what they had there was their that was their seven, streak yeah, 17 straight losses on opening day wow. until the ref until the referees decided to give them the game because of that ridiculous roughing the passer call and that was intentional grounding that is twice this week that intentional grounding was not called, and it cost a team the game. I, and, cool, and, and in closing, before I loop, the referee, the referee said he picked up the ball and he spiked the ball, so it's not intentional grounding. That is the rule. That is the rule of intentional grounding. He faked the spike, which you're not allowed to do, and then spiked it. That is literally in the rule book. You can't do that. 10-second runoff, loss of down, 10-yard penalty. They're not kicking that. It would have been a 68-yarder, which he might actually still make because he really did kick the crap out of it. But that 15-yard roughing the passer by Brian Burns, when he bum-rushed the guy into him, he didn't even hit him. He didn't even hit the quarterback in the head. He just had his arms up and swatted at the ball. He didn't even make contact. Uh, anyways, and and in closing, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just gentlemen, fade, uh, fade away to the side. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, we're back with another edition of Sports Bowls Podcast. I swear, to, I swear for everything on the man. We I'm missed you. Fight somebody. I'm pretty you sure know. you missed us to our new list. Alabama lost that game. That's the intentional hey, trying to get doing? a safety. Welcome to the Sports Bowls Podcast this. experience. B-Live is mad as hell. Scotty D is trying to figure out what to do about his Cowboys. We won that game. Like, I understand the rest of the, 
you can't blame everything on the Rams, but the Rams cost us that game. And then closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can't do something nice for someone else, they're greatly appreciated. Rams can't do better. You got to do freaking better. Rams got to do freaking better. This is ridiculous. Be a blessing and not a burden. Uh, shout out to Dak Prescott. Looking like the three blind mice out there. Just get call the game right. God. Oh. All right, let's get the hell up out of here and go watch some dynamite. Y'all have a good night. Be live. Okay, do your thing. Do what you do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Something. Get it. Oh. It, it, I, I was actually looking on, online to see if the NFL was going to explain themselves. They usually come out and say, yeah, we got that call wrong. They ain't said nothing. They didn't swept this under the rug. I'm not having it. Give me something. Woo. I'm going to roll off again. Yes, sir. I'm gone. I'm all right. I'm Usa, three, two, one, one, two, three. What the Thanks heck? Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We love you. We appreciate you. See you next Wednesday, Sports Bros Podcast, and we out. Hey, it's Eddie Cool here from the Sports Bros Podcast. And do you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life? Wait a minute, don't answer that. The answer is yes. And I know you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life. Do us a small favor. Go to the description box, click our Linktree link, and you'll see all the links on how to follow the Sports Bros Podcast. Once again, thanks for listening.